I started Coffee with Humans as a way to make meaningful connections. See, I believe when people on individual journeys cross paths, real good can come from that. And in that sacred moment, we have the opportunity to do three things. Name reality and describe the future we want. Destroy things for our good by moving on from that which no longer serves us. Create or recreate ourselves, moving us to the reality we describe. That's the essence of Coffee with Humans, making the world a better place. One conversation at a time. Well, we are live here with Coffee with Humans with my new friend, Vernon. Welcome to Coffee with Humans. Jason, thank you for having me, my friend. This is going to be an exciting time. I know very little about you. We have awkwardly <laughs> stared at each other for the last eight minutes. <laughs> so I'm curious, what inspired you to click the button and have coffee with me? It's everything about the concept is what we don't do anymore. We don't just have conversations with people where there's not an agenda, right? Where you can just talk. Like That's we true. used to do that like years ago, man, like even with like my grandparents, they would sit out on the front porch and essentially just talk, you know, you'd be coming home when your dad or grandparents would be coming home and just walk by, like, oh, da, 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 da. you just talk. We need yeah. to do that more. So I love oh, the category. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. Yeah. I, I, I launched this on LinkedIn uh, back in April and uh, I, I put on there, the only rule is no sales calls. Mm -hmm. And I, I was talking to a guy just the other day and he took exception with that. He was like, what, well, everything is sales. And I was like, okay, what are we, what's happening here? Why everything doesn't have to be sales. Well, yes, but you're trying to like do something or get something or have people like you. And I was like, I think you're, I think you're missing the point here. Uh, why can't we just be people and just, just talk. talk about nothing? <laughs> but that's what I was talking about. The agenda, like there is no agenda. You just... Jason, what's up? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I totally agree with you. Uh, and I, I, uh, I offered to him that the, the difference between like a sales call and just like, just being an openly human person, uh, was that at the sales call, like a sales call, the end, end result is you take some particular action mm -hmm. that I inspire you to take somehow through my good looks or my good oratory and uh versus just versus just like you're talking about like having a conversation with someone where i don't know what the end result is going to be here but what if we were just people because we are and what if mm -hmm. we just what if we just brought ourselves to this space and by bringing ourselves to this space good things happen exactly it's like um being at the grocery store you know what I mean? You're reaching for, I don't know, seven up. And then all of a sudden someone's like, what should I get? And next thing you know, you have this conversation. You're just talking. You just happen to be on the same aisle at that same moment. You know, obviously with COVID in place now, but a few feet apart, but now we're just <laughs> talking, you know? Yeah. It's a powerful thing. Yeah, I think it totally is. It's the, I think I, I tell people that the, the people, and, and you saw it in my, my, uh, my preview video there, that we have three unique things that only people get in all of the world in all of creation. We have three things that only people have, which is number one, the ability to name our present reality and name a future that's different from our present reality. That's key. Uh -huh. Number two is to create that future 
to do things that actively change our environment to move us in the direction of something that we're naming. And then three is to actively destroy or get rid of something either by uh, malevolence and, or ignorance or choice, you know, distinct choice to remove something that no longer serves us. Those, those three things only people get. Everything else in creation just exists in its own environment. And if the environment changes, it ceases to change. It, it, like, it ceases to be. Uh, and people are unique. And I think that we don't, we don't uh, honor that creative energy in ourselves. And we, don't, we certainly don't honor it in each other by bringing it to uh, the space where, 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 where people with this unique ability get together. I love how you broke that down. I love how you repeated it um, from the intro. But it's like anything that you can do, like effortlessly, I think for some people now it's more of an effort, but when you do it effortlessly, we stop valuing it, right? Mm. We don't realize, like, especially when you don't recognize the tangibles. That's why I love how you kind of pulled those out. Because you're like, why am I having a conversation with a stranger? I love them people because I talk to everybody. So much so, my son always mimics me and he's like, hi, hi. But like, people are like, why do you talk to people? I'm like, why not? It's not that you're after something, but you're just talking. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's through talk, it's through communication, effective communication, I think that the good things happen. And without that coming, without that communication, then uh, we don't have the opportunity, I think, to to move ourselves forward as much as we could or in the ways that, that, um, I think are beneficial for us. Uh, we become an island. We, you know, become us, you know, the hermit, the quintessential hermit where it's like, you know, show up in the movies where, you know, the house that nobody wants to go to the house, everybody walks by, right. Until you get in there, you're like, Oh my God, this person has, you know, this great collection of whatever it is. And right. he's actually a really cool person. And he, you know, that's, isn't that the movie storyline? It's exactly the storyline. Yeah. Like home alone, I'm like oh my gosh, it's the guy he's sitting out there with the uh, the shovel. Finally, guy's got like a heart of gold, right? But it's like people are starting to fall away from just conversations, right? Yeah, like it, it's it amazes me. I just remember before when I was younger, and it was everyone would talk. I just remember I grew up. I mean, it wasn't the country. I was you know Richmond, Virginia. But it's just I remember people would just drive by and wave. And they had no, they had no intention of stopping by the house. And these would be like some family members or friends and they would pull in and end up having a conversation with us. And we would just talk, but now people see you and they chin at windows, roll the windows up and drive off. Right. Like, Oh man, I don't want to talk to that guy. Yeah, totally. I, uh, it's a lost art having the ability to, to, to have a conversation. Uh, somebody told me the other day, said, well, I can't do what you do. I can't just sit there and have a conversation with a stranger. And I was like, I, I can understand. I can understand where that thought comes from, but it's mm -hmm. not rocket science. Mm -mm. I think people don't in context, they forget some things, right? Like when you go to the gym, if you're, you know, I'm a big gym guy. Well, you will sit right next to somebody, a person you're sweating, you're breathing heavy. You are literally having probably the worst moment in your life right now at that for the day. Right. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, oh, hey, good job. And like, oh man, thanks. So, you know, I'm working this and you just start talking. Right. Or right. you'll be at one of those, um, like a Japanese steakhouse and they will intentionally put you with a bunch of strangers right. and you're like, Oh, let me awkwardly eat food next to someone. And next thing you know, you start finding out, Oh man, these people are really cool. Really cool. I just think the context kind of gets people. It catches them off guard, right? Because now they yeah. feel like they have to perform X tasks. Like, I must be a human at this moment with a stranger. It's like, you've been doing this all your life. 
Yeah. It's so ironic for me too, because I, I'm super, I'm, I'm pretty reserved. And you know, you bring up this Japanese steakhouse thing where you're sitting around, you're, you are sitting around that table, three, three different sides and a guy in the middle is going, cooking all this stuff. And so like, it's this moment where you're like, yes, this is great. And, and I've always been resistant to talking to the people next to me. Like, oh, totally. Yeah. I, as much as, as much as I'll sit here and have a conversation with you, I'm just thinking, God, I hope they don't talk to me. Like, I hope, I hope I can just sit here, eat my food in peace, which is, which is weird. I think for, for me, because I want to, I want to know them, but it's that, uh, I think I'm not alone in this idea that it takes a little activation energy to get me over that hump where it's just like, okay, fine. And now I'll engage. Right. Cause it feels like it's going to draw something from me that I'm not sure I have. And you know what? Um, I love that you said that because I'm that guy who would make you talk. I'm going to make you talk to me, but you would want to. And I'm big on going with the resistance. Like we all know it's awkward. Like we all put on our whatever clothes, we have whatever cologne, perfume on. It's like, let's sit at a table and not talk to somebody, you know, because after the <laughs> ooh and the ah, we've all seen it like 20 times already. The choo-choo uh, onion is nothing new. But of course, we're like, oh, fire. But after it's gone, I just call it out. I'm like, all right, let's go ahead and get this awkward out of the way. My name is Vernon. I'm 6'4", and I don't know how to play basketball. Everyone busts out laughing, right? <laughs> and then next thing you know, everyone's just like, oh, cool, because you can see people's shoulders drop. It's just, yeah. we're all thinking it. Maybe I would like to think that anyway, but... Yeah, just call it out. I like to talk to people. Yeah, people are are hesitant, I think, to drop the mask and be seen. Make them laugh. You're, you're you're letting the mask down. You're just saying, hey, let's call it out. But yeah. you got to give people what you want. Like, if I want you to engage, I have to be engaging, right? You can't ask for something you're not giving. That's true. That's kind of the law of attraction, right? Whatever you're putting out there is what you're going to attract back to you. So people who say, I can't talk to anybody. Are you talking to anyone? Are you taking any steps forward? Because if you're not taking steps forward, don't expect somebody else to take the steps forward. You're so right. It took me 20 years, 22 years to get to this place because I never talk. I'm, I'm a quiet guy by nature. Like I can just sit in a room and not talk. I mean, I used to be um, huge in a drawing and that's like the perfect place. Sit in a room, like an art class. It's 10, 15 kids in there. And you sit in a room for an hour, barely talking. Perfect. But it took me a long time to get to where I'm at now. Yeah, that makes sense. So you have a Superman shirt on. I'm, I'm intrigued. I feel like you're an introspective guy and you've, you've spent some time kind of knowing yourself. And I think you're also a deep thinker and thinking around a lot of things and coming up with, um, I'm not sure if it's processes or systems or something like that to just understand your world. Um, in the middle of all this stuff, you have the Superman shirt on. What is your superpower? This one's kind of easy. My intuition, hands down, my yeah. intuition. Cause I'm so easy. Like you. <laughs> How did you come across that superpower of intuition? Oh my gosh. And what is intuition to you? I guess maybe, maybe that would be an interesting question as well. What's, what is intuition? How would you classify intuition? If okay. You describe um, it? So oftentimes people confuse sensing with intuition. So like you can get the sense or, excuse me, you can get my intuition can see that this person has so much potential. This person has so much going for them is we just need to make some tweaks. It's almost some people say it's mind reading. I don't look at it as mind reading. You can just see that you can see the way the music's going to be played if X actions happen. Hmm. And then with sensing, you can get the sense that um, 
you can have, I can, for a perfect example, someone comes to your door and you get the intuitions like, hey, this could be a really cool person, but you'll get the sense that, but this person might not be the safest person. You know what I mean? Because you recognize like what I believe or what I can see is different between what that person's expectations and actions might be. You know, you seem like, yeah, but it's like intuition is, I call it a superpower because you can see where the person is stuck or you can see what a person might be going through that they might not even be aware of. Hmm. So like, um, I'm big on going to a grocery store. Don't ask me why. It's a whole nother conversation. I love grocery stores. It's not even about buying stuff. I just love grocery stores. <laughs> like walking up and down the alley or the, uh, the alley. What are they called? The, the aisles. Aisles. It's <laughs> 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 like, what kind of, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Grocery store. Grocery store. My intuition's <laughs> telling me that could be bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Your grocery store is in an alley. No. Where's my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> So, so you walk down the aisles and you're just looking at food. Is that what that? I'm just looking at ingredients. Like, um, I was there this morning. And I'm just always amazed about like international, like the international were probably one of my favorites, right? Because you'll see something, and next thing you know, you're like, oh my god, I am going to make what did I make yesterday? I don't even remember what I made. But anyway, oh, I'm end up making pot stickers. I'm like, I never made pot stickers before. I'm like, all right, let me try it. So, guess what happened? We had pot stickers. But it's Lovely. just it, it, it sparks the curiosity, the, the creativity, right? Yeah. That makes sense. But, um, okay, so you said you're going, you, you go to the grocery store. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the question was. Man, I lost intuition. Yeah, but like intuition, it's just like I'll see someone and I can see that um, uh, they could be having a particularly tough time and it's not in the store. You can see it as clear as day. And it's not that, you know, I'm big on, I don't speak on what I see, but what that tells me is how can I get this, per- how can I engage with this person in a positive way? And so they'll be, let's say, looking at, uh, juices or just something like that. I don't have juice in my brain. They'll be looking at juices and all of a sudden I just might walk up to them. I'm like, it's quite the decision, isn't it? No sugar, added sugar. And then I'll do this. And then they'll just start laughing just like that. They'll smile. And I'm just, I'll just carry on a conversation because most times people just need, oftentimes people just need a break, a break from yeah. whatever they're thinking about. Or sometimes they just want to laugh. Yeah. And I love to laugh. I'm goofy. I'll make anybody laugh, but yeah. Intuition's a funny thing. When did you come about knowing that the intuition was your superpower? I was 21 years old and I remember my manager at the time I was working at Ruby Tuesday Okay, and my manager said, I'm going to fire you if you don't become a bartender. And I'm like, no, she says, you have a great personality. You're going to be a bartender. I said, absolutely not. I'm that guy who's quiet. Like I was saying earlier, like I don't talk, like I don't want to talk. I'm not going to talk. And then she said, you're fired. I said, I'm going to talk to everybody. (laughs) 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 Got to get paid. And I remember I was doing it. I was training and, um, I, I just, I would see something with some people and all of a sudden they would, I'm want to drink. Bartending has nothing to do. It's 10% drinks. Nobody really worries about how long their Manhattan takes. They really don't. No one's worried about their whatever punch. Very few people, I should say. Oftentimes, it's just people want to know that you feel them, that they're heard, that they're being felt. So I would just look at people, and I could see exactly, again, where they were stuck at or what was getting to them. I'm like, I know you're probably wondering what's taking so long, but I'm licking every single cherry. It's going to be divine. And then it'll bust out laughing. And then I would just do that, but I would see, like, always adjust to who I was with. And I thought that was normal until one of my regulars at the time, she said, you know, people don't have it, can't do that. I'm like, what are you talking about? And that's when I started, like, paying attention to it. I'm like, huh, like, this is an interesting superpower to have. 
But um, yeah, I, I think I, I know my intuition came from some of the things that happened to me when I was younger. Like I had to be two to three to four or five steps ahead of most people. And so it's not that I'm better than, you know, I want to make sure I say that. It's just like, I'm always seeing other options that, well, how things could go, you know, and where that person is. But before, prior to that, I thought it was just normal. I thought everybody could do it. Yeah. Did you, so, so this idea of being uh, many steps ahead, do you find that that happens just kind of instantaneously and your mind just cycles through a bunch of different options quickly and, and you, you, you zone in on kind of the thing. Yep. Every single time. Like you'll be, you'll, um, I had this experience earlier. I was talking, talking and I could just see exactly where this conversation was going to go. And then of course I'm already picked up like, like a big tree of possibilities. I can go here, 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 here. And I'm like more likely, and I'm doing it in like a blink. I'm like more likely it's going to go here. And then you just take the conversation there and you just do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I, I love that. That's my, uh, it sounds a lot like what I consider to be my superpower, which is the ability to see people. Ah. Uh, I can, I can know them very quickly. Uh, and I used to, I used to kind of back, back away from that superpower and not call it a superpower. And then as soon as I started saying, no, that's my superpower. I'm really, really good at this. I started honing it and then, and then testing it, like test the waters, you know, uh, and see, see what was sticking. And, and time and time again, people like, yep, you're right. 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 And then I've used that um, well, I use it kind of in the coffee with humans thing, right. To, to just kind of get people open up and talk and communicate. And, yeah. uh, and it feeds, I think it's to some degree, it feeds my soul. Right. And then I also do, I've, I firmly believe that when two people get together, you really have, we have a unique opportunity. This space is sacred. It's set apart. You might as well use it for something good. Uh, and, and, oh, and good. And I do believe that the universe moves, uh, around us and, and through us as we, as we use spaces like this. That's good. You bring up such a good point though. It's for using it for good. <laughs> I like to say I have a sister and she's a couple years older. She'll probably kill me for saying this, but who cares? Like I feel that she uses it for not so good things. We both have the same intuition. Yeah. It cracks me up. And I'm sure you can appreciate this too, with the way that you read people, my friends will and my friends and clients will send me pictures and say, what do you read about this person? I like, I'd be very careful to talk about this subject and then this, and then this, and they, they use it all the time. But just like you at the beginning, I'm like, am I right? I'm like, Oh, dad, I'm not right. And then you kept doing it over and over. I'm not defining people. I want to make sure I say that I'm just, right. there's a strong probability that this person, you might not want to bring up um, children with this person. You might want to yeah. use the word sibling. And like, cause you can see it, everything you need to know about a person's right in front of you. Yeah. I, so the thought that came to my mind, this is totally silly and stupid, but it's, uh, it's like a, a podiatrist <laughs> and you'd be like, what the fuck is I talking about? So a podiatrist, um, uh, it, I, <laughs> I'm thinking oh, I of a foot, right? You've been using this foot all the time and it's got this callus that's built up on it just cause of the way it's you, you've been used, you kind of walking on it wrong a little bit. Right. And a podiatrist can see what the foot should be underneath all of that stuff. And they help, and they help, uh, they help the individual with some practical tools, perhaps to get the foot to be back where it should be. And, and I feel like, (laughs) I love how you brought this home. (laughs) Right. I, I feel like that's what the, that's what that superpower, that gift is for. It's to help people see that, like you talked about, to help them see what's under the surface because they want that. They know it. They intuitively know something's not quite right. And I, if I could get to that, to, to the, to kind of the raw, fresh feeling of what, you know, 
what a good foot feels like. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I can walk better. Well, you, you do it with the, you do it kind of holistically with people and their, and their, their beings. Yeah, because you, with intuitive, intuitive people, I think it's so amazing because I would never talk about it when I was younger, you know, because at first I was like, am I crazy? But like, I already see things happening before it happens or already can pick up on some things about a person. I'm like, how do I know this about them already? But it's like, it, it, it's a trip because I'm always talking about an intuition with intuitive people because I played small with it before, you know, like I didn't want to yeah. talk about it. I didn't want to say anything, but now it's just like, I love having these types of conversations because it's more like, dude, what's up? You do the same thing. What's up? You know? <laughs> yeah. And we're not alone. Uh, Katie here says being a bartender is sort of like being a therapist. Right. Totally on to true. Pe- people go to the bar, not only for the drinks, but to, for the connection, they feel like they've got some genuine connection and a bartender's like the, all of a sudden, man, this bartender knows me. This bartender appreciates me mm-hmm. on some degree. This bartender loves me. And therefore I feel like I've got a place in the world. You know, it's the being a bartender outside of the drinks and outside of like just everything else. There are many of my regulars, I can say it's for certain. I was there, the closest person, I was the person they were closest with. Mm-hmm. And not overstepped on some things. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not closer than a spouse, but people would just come in like, this happened in my life, this is going on. They would just share things with me. And I'm also known as the vault because I never talk ever. And so that also helps as well. But people are just especially now, especially now, but people need someone to talk to. They do without judgment. That's a big one too. Like, you know, that's your life. Yeah. What makes you happy. If you like it, then I love it. That's always been my expression. Yeah, totally. Well, uh, do you, do you like games? I love games. Do you, are you creative? Are you, do you, can you draw? <laughs> Tell me you can't draw. I hope you can't draw. I can draw. <laughs> Damn it. But I'm left brained. I have to see it to draw. Really? What are you about? Okay. To we're going to, we're going to play a game. We're going to play, we're going to play a game called watch draw it. <clears throat> They're not paying me for this. This was just sent to me for my birthday. And I thought, let's play this on coffee with humans. So watch them draw it. Here's how this game's going to go. You're going to get your, you're going to get your pad of paper and a pen. Uh, and, um, I'm going to start a timer for about a minute. Okay. So we're going to have one minute to draw a picture. Okay. Uh, and then at the end of the time, at the end of the pic, at the end of the minute, we're going to, we're going to, uh, um, we're going to show each other what our, our pictures are. Okay. So here's how this will work. Uh, it's got a phrase on it. So if, if I said, and I'm not, this is not the one, if I said, draw a fly with glasses, a cape and lots of bling, You'd have a minute to draw a fly with glasses, a cape, and lots of bling. And then and then we'll show our picture to the to the camera. Okay. All right. So are you ready to go? With this? Okay. And I've not drawn any of these. These are all fresh and new. You, have you drawn done any of these? Not. I drew I drew this one, but I missed the cape and I missed the bling. Okay. Because I wasn't paying attention. But here's here we go. Draw a blank. You have a minute. Go. Are you being serious? Okay. Oh, draw blank. I don't know. I just I didn't make this up. These are just these are cards. <laughs> uh this is the best Monday. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> 30 seconds. Draw a blank. I don't... I'm not certain I know what I'm doing here. Believe in yourself. You got this. I can tell. Tom? Uh, 15 seconds. Cool. I really hope you can't draw, because this is awful. This is one of the worst drawings I've ever had. Mine's going to look like a hieroglyphic, so don't worry. Two seconds. One. All right. Head down. Okay. (laughs) All right. So I put you on the spot for this, so I'll go first. So I love how you, you can it over so I couldn't see it like we're in the same class. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So draw a blank. Um, here, I'm going to. Here's mine. And boop. Okay. It looks like poo coming out <laughs> of a boomstick. <laughs> a, a poo cannon. No, that is a, that's a blank. Isn't that yeah, no, no, I get it. Blanks are blanks. The I was I too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, now I'm feeling like maybe I was too literal because now I'm not sure know. what blanks are actually. The gun blanks. I just you did not draw a blank. <laughs> I just took it literal. <laughs> I oh my blank. god! Been, like rerouting the Danube, just keep it simple. <laughs> you were more creative than I was. Rerouting the Danube. I'm going to keep that one with me. So uh, I don't. I don't know who wins. Sometimes I ask our our, our here pull drops up to camera. Uh, sometimes I ask our listeners to to vote. Not everybody votes because they don't feel like they have a vote. But in this world, your vote counts. So there we go. A blank. Draw a blank. But I like your creativity. I'm not certain who wins. All right. We'll find out at the end. Somebody will vote for us. All right. Next one. I've got three of these. Um, you ready? Let's roll. Okay. Draw an alien firefighter that puts out fires with his toes. You have one minute. Cool. An alien firefighter. Oh my gosh, I am so bad at drawing. You know, I'm not even worried about judgment. We just got to figure this out. Like, how the heck do you show? 27 seconds. Oh boy, no stress. firefighter that puts out fires with his toes <clears throat> three two one your time is up oh michael wasserman says uh vernon's interpretation was spot on also katie wixer vernon's interpretation was of a blank was spot on okay all right well, thank you, you get round one oh, we'll you give that to you all right you you gotta go first because um because you 
an alien firefighter that puts out fires <laughs> with his toes. I'm not even quite sure. I don't know what you did there. <laughs> well, neither did I. <laughs> All right. Ready? All right. Left me in suspense. An alien firefighter that puts out fires with his toes. I went the Star Wars uh, route with the whatever that big guy was. I don't know why I'm Grimace for some reason from McDonald's, but I get it. Now that you say that, I can see it. And he only has one toe that puts out fires. Got it. Yeah. The stink lines coming from the fire really sell it. So I like that. All right, put them up, put them up on the screen with our viewers to vote. An alien firefighter that puts out fires with his toes. All right, all right, viewers, you can vote in the comments. We'll see who wins. And then we always need a third because we can't end on a tie. Ready? I'm just being optimistic that I'll take round two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and draw a heart-shaped flower sitting in a fishbowl balanced on a mermaid's nose. What? You have one minute. Start now. A heart-shaped flower sitting in a fishbowl Oh, wow. This is second level stuff here. Oh, I need to start over. No pressure. Oh, man. Just freaking out over here. Heart-shaped flower sitting uh, <clears throat> balanced on a mermaid's nose. Someone's going to think I'm a serial killer if they find this drawing line around. Um, <clears throat> Mermaid's nose. <laughs> okay, your time is up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. I was struggling with that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have 30 more seconds. I think it's good finish. All right, let's see what you got. <clears throat> Oh, from our last one, from our last one here, uh, Michael Wasserman indicated that that was Job of the Hut. You're right, totally Job of the Hut. Yes, and he did also say that Jason wins. Shout out to Michael. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I do. I go first this time. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. That oh, is good. a heart-shaped flower sitting in a fishbowl, balanced on a mermaid's nose. Oh, I missed the water. There's no water in the fishbowl. Oh. Did it say they have to have water? It didn't, but I feel like a mermaid has to have water. I don't know. I like it. It's not bad. No, I think yours is good. All right. <clears throat> oh, all right. That's a, a heart-shaped flower sitting in a fishbowl balanced on a mermaid's nose. I was coming from the side, but uh didn't quite finish. <laughs> Where's the... Did Oh... The, Where's the mermaid? She, she got Where's lost. Her nose? She got lost. She was, I, was about to, I was literally drawing her nose. <laughs> All right, folks, you, you up to up to the screen. We can allow our our viewers to vote here. A heart shaped flower sitting in a fishbowl, balanced on a mermaid's nose. 
This is your Monday. All right. You can vote in the comments. I don't know who's oh. that one. That's anybody's game. <clears throat> uh, it, you know what? It is anybody's game. I think we are both um, equally bad drawers. You said you were good, though. And I just I said, I'm not, I need to see it. I, 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 as long as I could see it, you give me a still life, I got it. Well, there that's true. Yes. There won't be a tie. There only can be one. <laughs> Highlander. Uh, yeah, I think this is one of those cases where even when a person thinks they're good at something, doesn't mean that they are. Hmm. I don't know. It's a thought. So tell me, you have a guitar behind you. Oh, yeah. Do you play the guitar? Are you good at guitar? I play it horribly, but I'm practicing. Are you really? When did you start practicing? Uh, three weeks ago. No, you did not. Yeah. Like when, um, since, because my son's five years old, five years old, we're home and I work from home. It's just like, what's something creative that I can start getting into. So we tried just different, just different things. First was Legos, then we did VR. And then next up it's instruments. So it's things that we can do together. So I got him a um, recorder and I do the guitar and we just figure things out together. Really? Yeah. Did you, so you just bought the guitar? Just bought it. <laughs> Probably looking at the receipt right there. Yeah. Actually, the receipt is right there. That's awesome. I love that. Um, okay, you have a, what's a keyboard? Right? Michael, uh, Michael likes your, your fishbowl. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Although he did say that the pole was supposed to be balanced on the roommate's nose. I'm sorry. Oh, the fishbowl was supposed to be balanced on a mermaid's oh, nose. Darn it all. Flower. Michael was paying attention. Uh, Michael. So the, the, my curiosity is peaked because I got a guitar 20 years ago and I attempted to, to play around with it and, and learn it. And I really did a bad job. And I just, the other, about three weeks ago said, screw this. I'm going to learn to play the guitar. And I met a guy uh, out singing karaoke uh, during COVID. <laughs> um, I've already had it though, so I'm not a spreader. Um, and uh, we, he's like, hey, I teach guitar. And I was like, I am taking you up on this offer. And so I am learning guitar right now. No after 20 years. Totally. I just started it again. The guitar is beautiful. Thank you, my mom and dad, for believing in me 20 years ago. <laughs> their intuition told them that <laughs> yeah it's it coming down the line <laughs> yeah totally so i'm learning guitar right now too that is too funny like we were just i wanted something different right just something that i'm look i know i'll never be like Jimi hendrix or someone like that but it's like what's something that's kind of i wouldn't say struggle with but i knew it would be a big challenge mm -hmm. like i'm always about doing big challenges to make me work like when i was in school i wanted i didn't want to just take you know, I wanted to take a language I thought might be really hard for me. So, and I thought it was a cool language. She was like German. I'm like, I want to take German. Everyone's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, I love Germany. Like, I love German, but I'm big on going with the resistance. Like, how can I make this fun? And to come out, like being the two members of the Jackson five after all this, that'd be great. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, uh, this would be the first time I've ever heard a duet with a recorder and a guitar. We're going to sell millions. But the, it's, it's, you should totally record something and put it on YouTube because I think it's it would be one of those things where it's like, oh, father, son, and you would go viral. Oh, I'd go viral, all right. Turn the music to turn the volume down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that guy uh, who was in the video chat, uh, and all of a sudden his like, son starts like walking in, and he oh. was actually on the news like trying to be all 
like important and smart. And, and also then the uh, housekeeper came and like started grabbing her, grabbing the kid. Right, that was <laughs> seeing her like crawl on the ground and like grab the kid. I was rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of the top ten uh, YouTube videos of uh, the last year. You gotta like, you gotta keep things fun and interesting in life. You yeah. got to. Well, and, like on happiness. Is well, yeah, my that's, that's everything. Happiness, because you know, happiness for me isn't you know the way that I work. It's not happiness. So it's clap your hands and stump your feet. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's part of it. But it's like, <laughs> happiness is energy, right? So this in a conversation, when you get into a conversation with someone and you might not agree on everything, you might agree on some things, but you walk away, I mean, like a conversation like this, you walk away feeling better because you have more energy. That's what happiness is. And it's like so many things that we push on our kids. It's like, let me back up. Everything that you needed to be successful, you were taught when you were a kid, right? Everything. I live by this. But it's like, as creative as we want our kids to be and as vintage as we try to be with our kids, you got to do the same things with yourself. So for me, it's like, all right, how can we make this even better? Like, great. I want him to be exploring things. Well, so do I, you can't tell people to do things that you're not doing yourself. So as much as I'm like, I want his little mind to grow. Well, I want my big brain to grow too. And you know, cause yeah. you can still just make it fun by keeping it nice and like refreshing. Even if you suck at it, like who cares? At least you oh, try yeah. Oh, totally. Absolutely. That's, that's kind of the lesson, you know, of, of uh, guitar, right? My, my hand doesn't quite move in the way yeah. that it's supposed to. And I was told, uh, you know, you mentioned I've got a piano, but I'm an average piano player. I think I'm a good singer, average piano player, terrible guitar player on the order of things. And I spent so long playing the piano. I, you know, I now 20 years later, I'm, you know, talking to this, uh, this guys teach me guitar and he says well you spent so long learning it one way he says but that's the opposite of what your hand needs to do when you're playing guitar so it's just going to take a while yeah you're gonna and it's gonna hurt and it's gonna be a struggle and because you learned it the opposite way for so long however like you're talking about it's this process of doing it and discovery uh, and music and creating something that why wouldn't I be happy, even though it's sort of sucks right now. And I can't really do it. I can't do it all that long. And on the order of things, it is so far, like I, it's a disappointing how terrible I am at it when I'm so good at some music in other places. You just said something that's like paramount. It's like, you've got to do the things that you're not good at sometimes because you just said that like you were used to having your hands like this, right? And now they got to be like this or like this kind of like for me, like this, it's like yeah. that same skill set transfers over to everything in life. Whenever you start something, it's, let's just say, I don't know, like how I mentioned that I was just terrible at communicating. Right. Mm-hmm. At first it was a draw. I mean, it was a drag. It was painful. Like, oh my God, I don't know what to say. Oh my gosh, I'm in my head. And I'm having all these conversations. I was never talked. I didn't want to do it. You know, I was terrible at it. In my opinion, terrible at it. But mm-hmm. after you keep doing it over and over and get past the frustration, guess what? Boom, it's the same thing. And this would, it keeps you from getting stuck. And that's why I just love that you brought that up. Like, embrace it. It's going to happen. But have yeah. fun with that. That's the thing. It's like, I well, might suck now. People talk about all things like, I, I can't do that. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to, I'm going to hate that. But I think the reality is, is that we don't know what we like until we do it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have an intuition, like I'm going to, I'm going to hate that. But until you actually walk into it and explore it, you don't know, 
you don't have enough information. You've not actually experienced it. So why do we write things off so quickly instead of just being like, Hey, you know, let's, let's do that. Let's just have fun with it and see where it goes. Because it, out of all of these things, uh, when, when we have these experiences, I think our experiences can come together in just a collective, beautiful way yeah. uh, and lead us into a future that we never would have expected. And that's, it's that same curiosity kids have. That's, um, it's like what you just said. It's just, it's okay. But we learned not to explore things like many different reasons, but a lot of it happened early on. You don't want, nobody wants to look foolish or feel foolish or you don't want to get made fun of. And there's this big notion that you need to be amazing at everything. And I'm like, no, no. I tell you what, you can expedite your learning if you surround your, if you completely immerse yourself in it. Right. So like later on the day, I'm just going to be popping on the TV in the living room and sitting with a guitar on my lap and watching the videos, you know, I'm looking like, uh, looking like a kid again. And he's going to be right there with me with the recorder. I mean, that's going to be loud and drive me up a wall, but he's going to have his iPad going. Right. But it's just, it's, it's creating an environment because now I'm doing it here. We're we're doing it together here. He's Mm -hmm. doing it. I got it on TV. You know what? You you won't suck for long. You won't, you can't, you will get better. Yeah, absolutely. You will get better. And what a great example to your kid who is looking, he's, he's wondering, he's, he's learning. How is he going to live his life? Will he live his life with that curiosity? Will he live with his life with this idea that I'm terrible at it today, but that doesn't keep me from doing it. And, and I will get better and maybe I'll really, really love it. And maybe I'll become really, really great at it. I think that that sort of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? that sort of uh, example, right, is so important for kids, but it's also important for adults because a lot of adults didn't have those, didn't grow up in that way. And it wasn't fostered in them, that curiosity and that creative energy and the idea of, Hey, just be happy with what you got and move, move that ball forward one, one step at a time. They didn't learn that and they need to see it. If, if we who see that can demonstrate that we can be an example to others. Exactly. It's, there's so many things I think people miss out on because it takes a little more effort and because it makes you uncomfortable. You know, it's like, just get uncomfortable with being, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think a big thing for me, and you you picked up on that is I'm always teaching my son about confidence. You know, confidence isn't only, you know, relegated to what you're good at. When you're confident, you can say, come back, see me tomorrow. You know, maybe a few tomorrows for me, but see me in a few days. That's yeah. confidence. It's not that you're perfect. You just know I am so persistent. It's going to have no choice but to be I'll be amazing at it. Confidence is a lot about definition, right? I think the even the confidence to say, you know, I'm really bad at this. Uh, and I can say that because it doesn't define me. Yeah, it's it's what you're doing. It's not who you are, right? Right. <laughs> It'd be different if you're like, well, I'm not conf- I'm, you know, I'm not gonna be good at this. I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm not gonna be good at this. Yeah, it's December 14th. Check back December 28th. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna be a little bit better, you know. But that's what you build on. Yeah, absolutely. Your kid so, environment that you learn, it picks up on what you're doing. You know, if you're not doing it, then don't talk about it. So, uh, as a guy who didn't. Uh, like conversations and, and admittedly for me, a guy who sometimes shies away from conversations, uh, which, you know, the irony is I have a show all about conversations with strangers. <laughs> Let's do on that for a while. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. A lot of people struggle with the idea of forgetting people's names mm-hmm. and then they feel, they feel, um, this lack of confidence in the, in, right. In, in the communication when they forget the name and they're wondering, how do I bring up, the fact that I forgot a name. Has this ever happened to you? And what do you do about it? 
It has happened to me. Um, it will happen to me again. Um, it happened earlier. Um, I think a big thing is I just say it like, honestly, like, please forgive me. This conversation is so, so interesting. So enthralling. Just say it. You know, I totally forgot your name. I won't forget what we laughed about, but I might forget your name. You can even say something like that at the beginning of a conversation, but just, it's the way that you present it. I found that is, um, that really saves it. You know, you could say, Oh my gosh, like I forgot your name. Or you could say exactly what I said. Oh my God. You know, uh, I love the joke about sitting on a porch. I was like, that was the best thing. But do you want to know the worst thing? I forgot your name. <laughs> and most people, oh, bam, always use humor. For me, humors, you can get so much in life if you can make them laugh. So I'll always use humor to diffuse it. Cause if you can yeah. make someone laugh, you're like, yeah, you have good intentions, but if you kind of tuck your tail between your legs and like, Oh my gosh. And kind of look, you know, kind of sulk, you can get in some trouble. We're not getting trouble when people feel away. Again, yeah. you give them what you want. People feel your energy first before they feel your words. Uh, Megan is just very pragmatic about this. She says, just ask for their name again. Yeah. That's straight up. Because we make it bigger than what we what it needs to be. Because in our mind, like, oh my gosh, you're gonna think poor of it. You're gonna think of da 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 da. It's okay, <laughs> right? It's that negative self talk that we that we have in our heads, which keeps us out of conversations that we should be having. Sometimes it keeps us unhappy when when really we we have the the, the strength to be happy, and it keeps us being not confident in areas that they we ought to be confident because whatever we're whatever we're being great at or whatever being you know terrible at it's not our it's not the definition of ourselves um but i think sometimes we have it linked up in our heads that because uh, you know let's say because i'm really good at this and people keep giving me accolades about that if this doesn't exist anymore then people don't like me and we've got ourselves connected with our with our actions yep. and that i think we need to learn to kind of be able to break that at least in our you know in our head <laughs> very true, true yes you know i know but from my case i was so focused on being perfect Right. Because the way that I was raised, it was like my mom's Native American, my dad's African American, and my mom just went through a lot of stuff that a lot of people probably never have to go through. But she always taught me that I had to be two to three times smarter than everybody. And mm. so she was hammering. I mean, she was, oh my God, she didn't care. She was relentless. You're going to read, you're going to do this. You're reading this medical journal, da, 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 da. And then she was just so adamant about, you know, the way you look, you got to make sure you have, your pants have a um, crease in them, all these things. And I was kind of, and I'm thankful for this. I want to make sure I say that because she wanted to make sure that you know how to carry yourself well. You know how to carry a conversation. People would take you serious. I get it. Me being me, yeah. I took it on overdrive. And so I didn't want to appear foolish and not perfect. Yeah. And it, it, it made me, it put me into a place where I wasn't just saying it, you know, because like, oh my God, they're going to think poor me. Da, 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 da. I created this entire narrative narrative that never would have happened. And if yeah. they get upset because you forgot their name, do, do you really want to deal with them anyway? Right. Well, she brought up some good points, right? The, the idea that it, how, how you should present yourself to the occasion. Right. Sure. You know, and that, I think that there's a lot of value to that, right? Because I think before, before a message is going to be heard, let's say a message that might change a person's life. If, if you're the one carrying that message, the first thing you have to be able to do is get in the room. And so you might as uh, you, you need to do something that allows people to listen to you. Yes. Right. And that has to be somehow connected with some, some sort of message that they're going to be willing to accept. And that's, that I think is the, um, 
we all want to believe like we go back, going back to our earlier conversation, we all want to believe that the, you know, the, the odd house on the street, the, you know, the guy who's carrying around a pickaxe or something like that, you know, yeah, we all want to believe he's not a weirdo and he's, you know, somehow this genuine heart. And if we could just find it, um, but why, why put up so big, so many walls if you don't have to, why not just be fun and inviting and open and, uh, and demonstrate this idea that, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm, I respect myself. I respect you. Let's, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's have a good chat and let's change the world or something. Right. Right. I think it goes back, you know, I don't want to relate it directly with confidence, but just knowing what you bring to the table, it changes how you interact with people. Right. And it's just knowing that you might not have said like the, the, the correct, you know, the correct way, which I'm not even a big fan of using phrases like that, but like the smart, a smart person will pick up on it. You know, you don't have to say it in the exact language that other people expect you to just to say the message. Yeah. Uh, there's many ways to the top of the mountain. Totally. Well, it's like infomercials, right? An infomercial, a product that you never wanted and you're not going to want five years from now, but they spend a half hour telling you good messages about it and suddenly you bought it. So you can have something that no one, no one wanted, you know, 30 minutes ago. And now they really want because of good, clear communication and the way it was presented. Whereas you can take something that's ter- that's really, really great. And everybody would love it if they could only hear about it and not market it well, not communicate it well. And yeah. no one will know it even exists. Yep. Look at the Snuggie. Look what the Snuggie did. <laughs> the Snuggie? Oh, my God. I forgot about the Snuggie. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. It's like, why do I want this? This is stupid. It looks so warm. Oh, God. it's amazing. We could snuggle up in this. You could fit two people in there, you know? All of a sudden, it starts playing with you. But you're right. It's the way that they get communicated. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't even know where you live. What's that? Richmond, Richmond, Virginia. Richmond, Virginia. All right. What's the weather like in Richmond? Gross and cold. How gross? <laughs> 39. It's, okay. It's 20. It might be 20 out right now. Okay. You got, you got that one beat. All right. Chalk one up for Jason. <laughs> you got two now. Right. Okay. So <laughs> yes, Megan, thank you. The Snuggie was a great product is a great product. <laughs> Should be purchased more. Shout out to Snuggies. Uh, links in the comments. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. So if I were to go, if I were to go to Richmond, where, where would I, where, where would you take me out to dinner and why? Depends. What kind of food you like first? I'm a foodie. So it says a lot. I want to make sure. I you like any kind of food. All right. I don't like live octopus. I actually probably don't like live anything. Truthfully. I, I've never had live octopus. You made my uh, jaw come drop right there. First place that comes to mind is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful restaurant called Taza's Kitchen. And they have this, what is it? Honey, hot honey pepper pizza. It is delicious. We would become best friends fast because of that. Like it's the food that you eat. If we had it together, we would just smile at each other. Like they're not like a normal smile, but like a Kool-Aid smile. Like, the, where you just look goofy and like hot, because, hot honey hot honey pepper kitchen or hot honey pepper pizza yeah it's like they take honey and infuse it with pepper and i know it sounds gross but it is amazing so and cheese I'm trying to grasp this is it a red sauce it's a red sauce 
Okay, red sauce, cheese. Red sauce, uh, mozzarella, I think it's a couple of other cheeses, sausage, and pepperoni. And it's literally legit. And it's just big wow. enough for one person. So we would definitely be fighting over it because you would have to get your own. Because Vernon don't share food because I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm a big guy. I need to eat. That sounds delicious. Okay, now your turn. You got to throw it to me. All right. Um, so I have a secret. Uh, I know the secret best tacos in town. We love tacos. It's they're legit. They're connected to a Mexican grocery store. And it's just you walk in, it's a tile floor, drop ceiling, DJ booth in the corner because they do parties and stuff. And uh, they are on point, just just legit. And you can get like all the all the things that I don't like to eat, like tongue and stuff like that. I don't get into that. Um, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, <yeah>. do I. <laughs> uh, but, but seriously, they, they're, uh, I think they're like a buck 50 a taco or something like that. And the, I don't know what they do to the meat. They caramelize it in a way that, and spice it up in just a way that is so, I don't know. It is so rich and flavorful that you just, you just don't get it with regular I don't know, like a regular plain old taco place. I, I don't know. I, it's hard to, if I were, so corn tortillas, greasy corn tortillas, tacos, onions, cilantro. I had a friend uh, who was full on, uh, full on born in the United States, parents born in the United States, but from uh, Mexican descent, grandparents had immigrated from here. Mm-hmm. And we would have these normal conversations start, 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 talking. In fact, it's Michael's wife um, uh, from earlier uh, who said job of the hut. We'd be having normal conversations talking about, Oh, tacos, tacos. And, and the only, the only word she'd, she'd say with an accent is cilantro. And we'd just be having, she'd go, well, you know, we're going to have some tacos with cilantro. And we're like, come on. <laughs> it was funny. Anyhow. So these, these are on point though. The guacamole is on point as well. Jason, what's the name of this place? I got to look this up. I can, I, this is, this is okay. So this is the trouble. I forget the name every time. I'm going to find it though. I will accept that. I will accept that. We I should have said tacos, but you know, tacos has really good tacos too. They really do, but not like anything you're describing. Like I love tacos. Like everything she just said, that's my jam. Yeah. I always, I can never remember the, what this place is called. Oh, La Esquinita de Oro. I don't know what that stands for. Actually. I've never looked it up. I was about to ask you, what does that mean? Cool. Appreciate that. De Oro restaurant. Yes. La Escanita de Oro. On point. You can order ahead or you can walk in. They also have sit down. So delicious. Yeah. And then ironically, it's right next door to another taco place, which is like, it's okay. But it's, it's just that a taco place. It's just the food's just not quite there. Jason, I get the sense that you're a foodie. I I think I am. <laughs> Some people say they're foodies though, and they are not foodies. 
foodie to me, by my definition, like I will travel for food. Like whenever, you know, prior to everything going on, whenever I would travel for speaking, I would literally have to find a hotel that was near like the most eclectic food places just so I could just go get some good food. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Megan is saying, okay, you're wrong. Olivo is the best tacos in Rockford. Olivo is a food truck. Um, Trucks are good too. They're pretty good. Those are pretty good, Megan, but I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> we can have a taco throwdown somehow. I don't know. We'll ship Fern and some tacos. They actually, these tacos Escanita are good reheated as well. In fact, after you don't, after you, uh, after you don't eat them because you, you know, you order too many and then you're stuck, you put them in eggs the next morning, you fry them up eggs. And then you've got this taco-y egg deliciousness. <laughs> it's wow. so good. I've so never good. heard of that. Do you cook? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like all the time? Are you a good cook? Every week. Yeah. Uh, what, what's your favorite thing to cook? Ooh, depends on, it depends. Or can you even do favorites? Can you say favorite? Because I can't say favorite. I don't know how to, like, I have, like, among the things I like to cook is this. So how, then maybe that's more fair. Among the things you like to cook, what's something you like to cook? Gosh, see, it's I'm I'm like uh, Diana Ross. I'm in the mood. You know what I mean? Like it depends on the mood. I think. Um, gosh, do you take photos of your food? Yeah, I would say Suvlaki. Oh yeah, absolutely, Suvlaki. I made um, one of my um, really good friends before they moved. Uh, they're Greek, and they told taught me how to make that, and I love making that. So that's what we had. That's what we're gonna have tonight. Yeah, what, tonight. What is that? Uh, Slovakia. So it's going to be a pork tenderloin, uh, marinated, lots of oregano, salt, pepper, olive oil, lime juice. I mean, lemon juice. Let that marinate for a couple hours. You can tell it's fresh in my brain, right? It is fresh. <laughs> Make some homemade tzatziki. Oh, get some naan. Oh, my God. Oh, good <laughs> eating. What about you? Oh, gosh. I, you know, I started making sourdough last year before everybody started making sourdough, you know, during lockdown, which, but I started making sourdough because I, I it, like, like to learn about things. And so I, I don't know, I made a sourdough starter and then I was making sourdough bread all the time and realized I was eating a, like a, an entire loaf of sourdough bread within two days, which is not good at all. That's not That's a thing. How good your food is, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, it it was it was really delicious, and then I would make sourdough pancakes all the time too. And so now my sourdough starter is just sitting in my fridge, just hanging out because I I was I had to I had to get off that. Katie's got a question for you. Being a bartender, what drink are you known for? I would make. Oh, that's a good question, Katie. Oh God, it was not an electric lemonade. It was my take on an electric lemonade. I don't even know what an electric lemonade is. Oh my gosh. Now you go put me on the spot. I play around with, I play around with making drinks. I love that. It's uh, fun. The whole mixology thing. I don't I know what it is. So what is electric lemonade? Your take on electric lemonade? My take, I remember it was, no, it was a Lynchburg lemonade. It was a take on a Lynchburg lemonade. It was Jack Daniels, of course, ice, sweet and sour. And I remember topping it with 151 vodka, shot of vodka down the side. And, um, Oh my gosh, grenadine. Mm, sugar no rim? No sugar rim. No sugar rim. Okay. Is it supposed to? I don't even know. I can't tell you. I haven't bartended in probably, gosh, 10 years. 
That's a really good question. Now you got me. Yeah, I used to be known for a lot of different drinks. But that's the first one that comes to mind. It's a skill you stuck on the shelf to make room for guitar. See that? See, I like how you flip that back around. Good. Yes. <laughs> Bartending, I'm telling so, you. Well, as as we uh, as we uh, as we slide into our final minutes here, what's on your what's on your future? What's on your what's on your um, what's on your bucket list for let's say the next six months? I want to learn a new skill that it's kind of like bartending to that point where like where it can translate into something else. Like, you know, of course I picked up a lot of my communication skills, not a lot, but I enhance my communication skills by being a bartender. I'm looking for that next something. So I'm kind of exploring right now. So it's kind of hard definitively for me to say, but who knows? It could be in there being the guitar. It could be some things that I'm doing in my business. It could be doing some of the things, even with my son, who knows we could start a YouTube channel, you know, and us playing instruments poorly. Okay. So I'll, I'm going to put this in the, how, how do people get in contact with you if they have a skill that they think you should learn? Oh yeah. It's definitely drop me an email. Vernon at what's your happy.com. Oh, can you do happy with an I? I totally forgot I that. Can. Happy with an I? Happy with an I. Why an I? Oh, because awesome. you matter. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. There you go. I have a new skill for Vernon to learn. I also put a question mark instead of a period because that's English, which I <laughs> am not <laughs> terrible at, but I totally messed up for just a second ago. Vernon at what's your happy.com. If you've got a new skill for Vernon to learn, this is your moment to uh, let him know about it. Also probably check him out at what's your happy.com. We'll have to learn. We'll have to have you on again uh, at some point in time to uh, talk about what's your happy. I'm happy to. It sounds interesting. Well, Vernon, this has been a pleasure, man. I, I have so enjoyed getting to uh, meet you. I'm really intrigued about this pizza thing you've got going on. I'm intrigued about that game because that is legit. That is a fun game. I could see that being a, like get a few people together. Right? A blank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the food, the food stick. I like it. <laughs> I have never played this game, but like stuff like that, I, anything that can get people laughing and joking and thinking, you know, because typically it's not really the case. Either you're going to be laughing, joking, and you're not going to be thinking, or you're going to be thinking yeah. and not laughing and joking, but you can do all of those. That, that's my jam. Well, this is a clean game too, as far as I can see. So you can play it with your kids too. Hmm. Good point. I'm sure. I'm sure that your son has friends. You could have him invite him over, and then you could all be like, you know, you could make them virgin cocktails while they uh, draw. The only thing he's going to get, because I'm sure you just heard him scream just now, is water. He's getting nothing. <laughs> he's getting James River gin and ice, okay? Water with ice. See, it wound up. I just heard him screaming again. Oh, Angie, you did. You missed the game. Sorry, we played the game 20 minutes in this time. Uh, you guys would like each other. Angie, uh, Angie and Vernon, you guys have some similar energies. Angie was on just the other day, and she played What's Your Pharmaceutical? Or what is this? What's that pharmaceutical? which was a silly game as well. Huh. Well, we're out of time, man. I appreciate you. I'm really happy to get okay. to know you. And I, uh, I'm excited about coming to Richmond, Virginia to go to Taz Taza and yeah. have this uh, pizza because pizza is not, I'm not going to say it's my favorite food, but if, if I needed to have a favorite in a pinch, if it was like, what food are you going to take to a deserted Island? I'd probably take pizza. 
Hmm. I feel the same way about tacos. I wish I thought about tacos, but yeah, I appreciate it. I'd be happy to show you. I think you will love it. All right. Sounds good. I will make plans to be in Richmond uh, as soon as we can open up for COVID. Brother, take it easy. All right, man. We'll see you soon. Peace. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.